links out a little bit earlier. Share the shit. <laughs> Good to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the Killstream. I am your host, Ethan Roth, the owner and the editor-in-chief of the RothRetour.com. Killstream.live there on your screen. Uh, once again, condolences to Colin Flaherty. Uh, after this program, he passed away. He was a former guest on the show. Did much more than that. Uh, he's only on here once, but uh, meant to get him back on again. Uh, much love to him and his family. Uh, we're going to replay the episode that he was on. After we're going to do the debate, brisk debate, uh, discussion, whatever, uh, then we're going to do a tequila sunrise part after this is basically part of the tequila sunrise, even though it's kill stream. Uh, and we'll have the fourth hour fun and all that. We'll roll it over from this period. Uh, then if we hit that, we'll do that, do the four hours and then we'll replay that Colin Flaherty episode. Uh, and then we'll go into the kill stream tonight as well, of course. All right, now let me stop wasting time, though, uh, and I'll unmute myself if I can find the tab here. These gentlemen, of course, know each other well. They're already talking and laughing uh, in the chat. Uh, you can't hear them yet, though. That's the only thing. Now now you can hear them. All right, now let me switch over uh, to the verse. Uh-oh, I have to pull up. Oh, man, see, I thought I had it. Hold on. Okay, let's see. That's brave. I do have it. I do have it. I just have to switch over. There we go. There we go. Ramsey Paul sticks. Both men been on here many times. I know we don't have a ton of time, uh, so I just don't want to waste it. You know, let's not let's not uh, stumble around, stumble and bumble. But real quick, I'll let you introduce yourself, Ramsey Paul. Uh, yeah, my name is Ramsey Paul, and I think most people know me. And it's great to get reunited with Sticks again. He was my co-host for Happy Homelands. I have her friends, and I really encourage everyone to check out his content and his books. Sticks has done a great job. So uh, it should be an interesting topic because, I, I, to be honest, I don't even know the total scope of this topic. Right. But we'll have a fun discussion. Well, that was the first thing he said. Uh, and you guys know me. <laughs> Usually, I set these up. <laughs> on personality uh and i then i'll figure out the topic later <laughs> but uh i saw you guys going back and forth and it's not i mean i, th- I think it's more of a discussion really uh, yeah i think it'd be fun yeah. and l- like i said it won't be like anomaly or anything no <laughs> no i don't think so yeah i think you guys are, are you mean you're not going to start having a seizure and- <laughs> no no because I, I really do like sticks and uh we're just gonna have it's, it's an interesting topic i thought about this a little bit yesterday so we can kind of get into it and um so that's me, and uh, I guess Sticks can. Yeah, I was gonna say Sticks, well. hit your intro real quick, and then I'll just jump into the exchange I saw, and then kind of just let you guys kick it from there. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I am Sticks Hexenhammer with my uh, current co-host, actually the <laughs> cat. Uh, and, and yeah, it'll be probably I think more of a discussion than a true debate, like fireworks style to tell the truth. And me and Ramsey have been uh, friendly for quite uh, years now, actually. Yeah. Because it's because we were uh, actually talking before I was co-host of Happy Homelands as well. So definitely make sure to give him a clank. 
you can do this. <laughs> Give him a clank. No hostilities here. But, okay, now I saw uh, this exchange, and I'll read it. I don't have it on the screen, but I'll read it. Uh, actually, I could put it on the screen, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Stick <laughs> says, conservatives need to explain their moralism. They correctly point out that it isn't charity if it is compulsory, but they do seem to often believe morality comes from legal compulsion. Uh, and I saw, and of course, I'd been wanting to set up a, a discussion between you two for a while. And I saw Ramsey Paul, and I swooped in like a hawk. But he said this: morality in many cases necessitates legal compulsion. For example, murder is wrong; that is a moral judgment. We enforce that moral judgment through legal compulsion. Uh, now, this is you know, there's been debates on morality since there's been debates. I guess <laughs> basically going all the way back, the great philosophers, et cetera. Uh, but I, I guess. Uh, who would like to kick it off uh, from this discussion? I, I want to take it from there, basically. Uh, whichever one of you want to kick it off, I'm fine with. I don't care. All right, Stakes, do you mind if I kick it off? Or No, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about this whole subject about morality, and I, I really I just wrote a couple of bullet points, but I don't have a, a whole thing here. But I, I looked at the technical definition of what morality is, just so we – I hate having to define terms, but you kind of need to do that in a debate or discussion. And this was just from the Internet. That morality is a particular system of values and principles of conduct, especially one held by a specific person or society. Another one, morality is the differentiation of intentions, decisions, and actions between those that are distinguished as proper and those that are improper. And I, I think most people know that. Uh, but uh, it, it's interesting that this is more of a thing for humans, not for animals or inanimate objects. Uh, recently, I moved to a new home. I'm not in there right now, but I was fortunate to see a mountain lion on my properties in the Ozarks here. They're really rare. And mountain lions, they kill deer, and they can kill even baby deer. And we could say, oh, that's really sad. They should just kill, like, the adult deer, not baby deer. You know, that's it, it's immoral. Well, no, it's not immoral because uh, it's just acting according to its nature. So we don't consider uh, mountain lions killing, let's say, a pregnant deer. Like, oh, that's immoral. No, that, that's a human conception that we have. Same with, like, inanimate objects or things like... I think in Colorado, where I used to live, they had a bad forest fire, which burned down a bunch of trees near Linwood Springs, and that created the conditions for a big mudslide a few months ago, my daughter told me. Did a lot of damage. Is that immoral? No, that's just nature doing its thing. So morality is something that humans have, and what's specific about morality is not so much the way things are, like we describe a mountain lion, mountain lions have certain ways they live life, and that's just the way it is. But we, when we talk about morality, we talk about how things ought to be. And obviously, we don't always live up to the ought, and I don't either. And that's one of the tricky parts of <laughs> doing this discussion, because people can throw back in my face how I've done a lot of things immoral in my life. I have. I have done a lot of things that haven't been right. I think most people have, but that doesn't invalidate the, the reason to have morality. So that's sort of what morality is, and we can get a little bit more in depth to that. But I, I'll turn it over to Sticks now, I guess. That's, that's a good opening. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, what I would say is that morality is also an outgrowth of cultural evolution. It's essentially an extension off of biology that follows the same laws. And in that sense, 
having a moral system, whether you conceive of it as more or less objective, is a good thing. Uh, my, my point in that initial uh, tweet was actually uh, the fact that conservatives, uh, they, and I've heard this point made before, uh, like charity starts at home stuff. When the left starts saying, well, it's moral, it's virtuous, it's right, that there should be charity, we need more taxes so we can give gibbs to, to certain groups of poor people. Um, the usual counter from conservatives uh, that no, that's, that's not the way, that's not charity at all, it's, it's not really moral, it's compulsion, doesn't carry over to other arguments among some conservatives. Uh, in, in areas that as a libertarian or, or whatever I could call myself now, I suppose, don't necessarily make a huge amount of sense. So murder is one example where I would agree. But murder, to me, is wrong primarily because it goes up against the grain of that cultural and even biological evolution. In-group killing normally is a no-no for genetic reasons alone. Um, but you, if you say that you have morality and you want it to be compulsory, and it doesn't relate to that, like saying, uh, well, it's immoral to smoke weed, ergo, we're going to throw... Manny the pothead in, in jail for smoking weed, I would consider the quasi-morality that's being put forward actually itself immoral. I would say that also morality can be said to be objective, but you have to have that strong in-group sort of bond in order to have that objective morality. And even then, it's not technically objective. You're just treating it as though it was objective. Ultimately, uh, a large part of that, at least on the legal end, is just civic. It's very secular. Yeah, and uh, let me kind of make an argument about morality, because I think the easy thing that most people can get their minds around, like, yeah, it's wrong to murder someone or it's wrong to rape someone, for example, a, a woman. But you could really get kind of a philosophical and say, well, why? What, what, what if you get enjoyment out of it? Why not do it? Who's to say that's a wrong thing to do? So we have to get a framework of how do we decide this? Why is it? Is it just because of cultural reasons? Let's say like the Genghis Khan and the Mongols. They thought, well, it's fine to rape uh, our enemy uh, women. Why not? And so you could say, is, 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 is it just relative? I, I don't think so. See, I think there is sort of a morality that exists out there that goes beyond cultures. Otherwise, there's no reason to say that our culture is better than savages, where we just kill people and eat them. I, I think there is something that we should ascribe to that is a higher value. Now, I, I'm a, a Christian, so I, I believe in God, and I believe in basics. There is a morality out there that we can either ascribe to we can try to reach up to or not uh, but even if you don't believe in christianity or god you could take an evolutionary point of view that there is a reason for human behavior and c.s lewis he was kind of interesting this kind of gets into libertarianism he described mo morality as you can an analogy let's say you have a, a fleet of ships on the ocean and they're all kind of floating together in an armada and they're traveling somewhere well the first step of morality is that that they don't run into each other and that's sort of like humans where we don't hurt each other and so that, that's the first step of morality and i think even like libertarians can kind of figure that they have like the non-aggression principle which is in itself a moral statement but they have that oh, of course but, yeah c.s lewis which took it there's another aspect of it it's internal right so if you have a ship and if an individual ship is hopelessly broken like you can't steer itself well 
uh, it's eventually going to run into other ships. So it's not enough just to say you don't run into other ships. You need the ships themselves to be in good working order. And I think this is how society, they develop a morality more than just does it immediately hurt someone else. And I've seen it in my life here. I There is a couple of lesbians that live two doors down from this apartment i'm doing this stream and now i don't have video i don't have internet in my mountain home yet should be a couple months so i'm here in this apartment not the best area but there's a couple of lesbians real trash one was like a meth head (laughs) literally and i i I thought one like almost od'd i had to call the police and they they got evicted thank praise god there's a christmas miracle they got evicted but (laughs) See, that's an example of where they used to have morality. Like now, see, a marriage is between a man and a woman, and we don't want people to be drunk on the street or shooting up math because it breaks you inside. And I guess if we lived in a bubble, that would be okay. But we don't live in a bubble. We're like those ships that sail along with other ships. And pretty soon when they engage in that behavior, that behavior will trickle down and make everything else shitty for the rest of us. So that's where C.S. Lewis says, no, morality is more than just directly hurting others. It's also how you conduct your life. Now, I agree with Sticks. There's like a big debate of what should be legal or what shouldn't be legal. And, for example, he brought up weed. And, yeah, I'm sympathetic with that or even alcohol I think should be legal. I'm I'm not a big fan, though. You should be a a drunk and causing issues. But then you can look at other drugs, let's say meth, let's say fentanyl, let's say heroin. And I think the state does have a right to limit that. And you could say that's a moral judgment. Sure, it's a moral judgment. But it's because it breaks the people, which helps, which eventually harms other people. Then the third thing, and I'll wrap this up on this point that C.S. Lewis brought up, I didn't invent this, but he then said, okay, you can have the first two, but then the big thing is where are the ships going, right? If, if the ships are meant to go to New York City, but they end up in Bombay, well, they fully miss their destination. Is it successful? No. And it's the same with the human life or society. We got to say, where do we want to go in a society? What kind of society do we want? Do we want a society where a couple of lesbian drug heads, we consider, yeah, that's just as good as a mother and a father, where they take their children to church and they behave in a certain way. I, I don't want that society, and a lot of people don't. And see, the whole idea of morality was to regulate human behavior, which, again, unlike mountain lions, they just behave in a certain way. And I say a lot of humans can behave just as animals, but I don't want to live on an animal level where if you want someone, you kill you kill them to get what they want. You, they, you want their wife? Well, just kill them, take the wife, rape them. I don't want to live in that society, and most people don't. And this is why we have morality, and morality frequently is – represented in the law, not all the cases, but in many cases, I, and I would say every law is sort of a moral judgment, right or wrong, you can miss it. And that's not necessarily an important, improper thing. And that's why in that tweet, for example, I brought up an obvious case, I think everyone would agree, like, yeah, murder is wrong, it's against the law, it's a moral judgment. Some people, maybe Jeffrey Dahmer disagrees with it, but that doesn't really matter. We as a society have certain moral judgments, and some of these moral judgments need to be reflected in the law. And I, and I would point out maybe as a slight contrast to that, actually, one thing that you said stands out, and it's very much true, which is that every law is technically in some way a moral judgment. And if we look at the history of the laws that are made, it, retrospectively looking from a modern lens at the past, 
most people, liberal, conservative, whatever, will say most of those laws were nonsense. That's number one. And number two, we can look at a great number of laws in our current era, uh, the current age, regardless of country or where you're from, who you are, a lot of them don't make any sense either. We can judge them mostly on the basis of pragmatism for survival purposes or for ethical purposes. We can't really get into the absolute mode of things, though, uh, because claiming that absolute, there's no evidence for it. And the problem is that it depends on what you give importance to. So if human life and preserving it is the prime function of the state, uh, keeping people safe, well, one person might argue, well, that means effectively we're, we're trying to prevent murder and rape and stuff like that that violates the NAP. But another person might take it further and say, oh, well, the quality of life of society is denigrated by drug use. We're going to have prohibition because, you know, people are complaining that there are marital problems or employment problems due to alcohol, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, ultimately, it's about who wields power. Um, and that power, the, the more modern concept, the way in which people were moving for centuries, were moving, unfortunately, in the other direction some now, uh, is that there should be limits on that power specifically because of its misuse and its capability quite often to be wrong, to be based on wrong assumptions, to come to wrong conclusions. You, you might misidentify a problem or you might identify what the problem is but prescribe a solution that's horseshit for it. And this happens, I think, arguably more often than not with government. I don't mind having, and, and as a, as a non-ANCAP libertarian, I'm not against having a state. I'm not against having laws. I just think that the proper constraint of them has by far been bypassed by pretty much every group of people in the world. And I think when you talk about uh, 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 peaceful divorce and stuff like that, it's essentially just a symptom of the fact that people are tired of all the problems that come with a bloated civic state, actually. Yeah, and, and those are good points. And I, I would just disagree a little bit, like the, keeping people safe is a prime function of government. I, I don't think that necessarily should be the prime. Well, no, I'm just saying that's that's one that you could suggest was, yeah. Yeah, be, uh, I think governments basically is, came about as a more formalized way for people before you had government. You had a de facto government. That's why anarchy is kind of a dumb concept because you're always going to get together with people say, hey, can, you want to watch my property? I'll watch your property and we'll defend each other's property. And then pretty soon we get more and more people. And then we start to, hey, instead of us doing it, why don't we hire someone to do it for us? And then pretty soon when we catch someone, we need to see if they're guilty or not and there you go you got a government so it ends up governments always end up being created even if you don't call them governments and it is to enforce the morality let's say of the tribe or the people and the the primary purpose of the government function of the government was always you couldn't really divorce from religion and you, you might not like the word religion but then take as philosophy or whatever you want to put it as that is is how should a people live and you help control that. One of the ways you help control that is through laws. Now, not exclusively through laws, sometimes social conventions where you shame people for bad behavior. Uh, you know, let's say someone is uncouth, you know, and they're just acting like a jerk, then people can cease to invite them over for parties or they can stare at them. See, there's a lot of ways that you can help correct behavior. I don't think everything should be a law, but a law has a point. The law is the great teacher. It helps to help 
people like, no, you don't do this behavior because it's harmful. And even though it may not harm someone directly right away, it's going to break your life. And that the problem is when you do things that are in hom- harmony with what I believe is an objective morality, um, it damages us. I, I look at morality because a lot of people look at morality, unfortunately, like, oh, we're trying to stop you from having fun. Uh, you know, it's kind of like footloose. You can't dance. And we want to stop you from dancing. But see, that's not morality. Morality, I look at it as sort of the operating instructions for human beings. Like, how do you operate so you personally can have a good life and you can tell people a lot of moral ways to live. And, it, and again, I'm not throwing stones because God knows I haven't and I regret it. But I can tell people if you do certain things that are wrong, it's going to come back and damage you. I mean, some things are, are, are obvious. Let's say if you want to live your life an alcoholic, that's probably going to damage you in life. I see so many examples, lives it has ruined. So when you tell people this, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to push my morality on you. It's saying, hey, there's certain consequences to your behavior. And some of these behaviors, I do think, rise to the level that you need to have laws to prohibit these behaviors. And now you can debate each individual law and it's kind of funny because at first i thought this debate someone asked is it about abortion i'm like i don't know it is <laughs> fine but uh it was well, it isn't so we're not debating a specific topic we could debate abortion we could debate <laughs> capital punishment we could debate the drug use you go on and on but this is more meta it's like can we debate certain topics and can they may be made to into laws or is that trying to force your morality on other people well technically it's forcing your morality on other people but good sometimes it's good to force your morality on other people that's how we have a civil society and i wouldn't want the return to the jungle where everyone just does whatever they want and it's based on violence might makes right I, i don't want that type of society most people don't want that type of society so again going back to the analogy of the ships we have to understand what direction we want to go to which by the way this is not theoretical this is a problem we're having in the united states in the west now too is we don't have a unified vision of where we want to go to what should america look like i have a vision of how america should look like other people have a totally radically different vision we have two different moralities and what stick said about talk of the national divorce or secession, uh, it really extends from that because if you don't have the fundamental principles shared with someone else, how can you live with them? And this gets into the topic of nationalism and so forth. The the funny part is actually, uh, one part is is sort of an elaboration on what you're saying. We had, for example, you you go back to the 40s or the 50s or something, back when you have more of a, a national fabric in the U.S. and in most countries, tell the truth. Uh, one of the things is we still had civics and, and a constitutional understanding in schools. I think that one of the reasons why the number of laws has skyrocketed exponentially since then and human misery and crime and so forth have skyrocketed and there's so many problems is just the fact that instead of relying upon attempting to tell people uh, you should think for yourself and there are certain things you should think about before you do them, self-control, respect, and so forth. 
instead of teaching that now, we just teach people how to memorize one plus one equals three, essentially, in schools. I think that the, the educational system arguably is an underpinning of morality because it was more complete in the civic sense before, held things together much more easily so that a society, whether homogenous or not, was capable of, of making that collective decision. And they didn't need as much legalism involved. The prison population by cap, per capita in the U.S. in the 40s or 50s, nowhere near what it is today. Part of that, the symptom is we've got more laws. I think the underlying cause is just that we no longer attempt to promulgate any sense of national pride. In fact, we tell people to, to hate their own country at this point it's in most of the places. Uh, we don't teach critical thinking, and so you've got robots, <laughs> the malfunctioning robots instead of people who have uh, some sort of philosophical awareness. This goes back to ancient times. One of the, the Alexander the Great's father, actually was interested in teaching him uh, critical thinking as opposed to being a disciplinarian. And one of the reasons he was so successful and rigorous, Alexander was, is because of this. He was taught how to think about things and think instead of saying, uh, you're not allowed to eat this donut and I'll punish you if you eat the donut, think about why you shouldn't eat the donut. Things like that. We, I mean, we used to do this. I think we should go back to doing that. Um, as opposed to simply being massively authoritarian and ripping all of Western civilization apart. And this was a view that was near and dear to the Enlightenment era scholars, and certainly most of the founders of the U.S. and other Western nations that followed things down that classically liberal path. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. The problem with the civics thing is we we do have a civics now, but it's just perverted and no pun intended, <laughs> meaning we, we teach children that, uh, for example, saying the N-word is like the worst thing possible. <laughs> Racism is horrible, uh, but having sex if you're a boy with another boy, that's just celebrated. And see, that's, that's not how the civics used to be. So before you can have civics, you need to have underlying morality, getting back to the topic of the debate, which in a sense is usually connected to a religious view. And for good or ill, Western civilization was very much based on Christianity. And well, we could, we could also, well, we could partially counter that by saying the initial U.S. civic system was explicitly secular, considering that the people that founded it weren't religious. They, were, they believed in God. They were theists, but they were by and large deistic in their practice. They, uh, in some cases, wrote scathingly about organized religion. Then, then we have, we, if we're talking about Christendom in the Western civilization sense, the problem is that we have to separate the religiosity, church, priest, pope aspect from the actual religious philosophy in most cases. <clears throat> yeah, let, let me just talk about religion a little bit because it's, it's, I get it. A lot of people don't like religion. It's like, eh, why can't we just have like the good stuff? Uh, the I knew this would come up during this discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it pretty much has to come up right during the morality discussion. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's people like, well, what can't we just have the good stuff? Of uh, <laughs> We don't need the religion. We just need the good stuff. And it's sort of like, um, you know, have the truth, the goodness, being kind to each other. But we don't need the structure of religion. And uh, this is sort of like... Uh, that I've heard this example, I've used it a lot. It's sort of like an orange, right? In, inside the orange, uh, you have the fruit, which is the good stuff. And this is the fruit that you eat. And the peel, you don't eat the peel. You just peel it off. And you're like, ah, throw it away. Oh, no, you zest it into cranberry sauce, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so the question becomes like, well, why do you need the orange peel? Let's just have the fruit. Well, without the orange peel, the, the, the fruit inside, the good stuff rots. 
And that tends to, I think, it be kind of a metaphor to religion. Religion is kind of like the orange peel. And if you read a lot about American history and look at the old school books, which I have, uh, they talked about God all the time. In fact, they used to read the McGuffey readers and uh, children. One of the first things they would read, let's say, on the prairie was the Bible. Everyone would read the Bible, little school children. That's how they learned how to read. And so they did have a very much a morality based on Christian morality throughout the United States. It is like 95%. Now, now Sticks is right. A lot of the uh, founding fathers were more theist, or they kind of disagreed with parts of Christianity. You can get in involved with the whole, oh, some are Masons and all that. I get it. I get it. But the average person, it was very much a a Christian religion, Christian philosophy, how you do your life. And it was taught in schools. And see, that is kind of the morality. Uh, So you have religion, then you have morality, and then you have that go into a stick said civics and civics they taught based on okay what is what's the right and wrong way to live your life and well what's that based on it's based on morality what's that morality based on what's based on christianity and that's how it flowed and the problem we've had a huge break in the united states now is the country's really anti-christian for the most part at least the leadership so they pulled that part out and they put in other parts of morality like uh you know being proud of your heritage well that's wicked well unless you're some other race uh but it's celebrating homosexuality that's that's a wonderful thing that's what we got to push or all these other things that are definitely not christian and so we have this break so returning to civics i, I agree with uh, sticks i think that would be a good way to go but before you can do that you have to understand well what is what does that mean what's the morality that's based on and where do you get that morality and because i again i don't think morality is just made up it's just the way humans operate and again we don't even have to believe even if you don't believe in god you could say after millions or not millions to say hundreds of thousands of years has modern man been around they develop certain things that okay this seems to work how you do things you don't steal uh, you don't try to get the other guy's wife or you, you do these things because that has a certain evolutionary advantage and countries or societies that don't do these things, they tend to break apart. So uh, that is the key point more than just the civics. And I think religion has to be a part of that, but it, it just has to be kind of the framework. I think religion can be part of it, but I see religion as almost interchangeable with the civic structure in some senses, which is it's that organized consensus, that backdrop for the moral system and the legal system, of course, that's employed. You have a theocracy where they're basically the same thing. When you're talking about idpol, like the leftoid identity politics and the confusion that people have right now where it's like, you know, my, my acronym, American gender, is my identity, my skin is my identity, or, or my lack of certain color or something. I think that's just a stand-in for that civic structure that had stood. Uh, when you talk about the Founding Fathers mentioning God constantly and stuff, but again, that's more the deistic approach. If you read the same writings, there's nothing but scathing for the church, usually, the Protestant churches at the time that they had. Um, even the lay people, if you look back, and, and I edit literature on a regular basis and therefore have to read even more on subjects that are related to the spiritual, if I go back to the before roughly the 1840s on back to the 1770s, if I'm looking at literature from the U.S. and even parts of Europe, um, religion is mocked. Uh, there's open talk of 
premarital fornication and all sorts of other things, it might be veiled, but it's actually, I think they spoke more frankly about it then during the founding and early period than certainly once the fire and brimstone era begins in the middle of the 1800s, people became more religious actually later. If you look at the literary tradition, if you look at like fortune tellers that were produced in the United States, a book of knowledge and things like that, they talk openly about women losing their maiden heads and philandering. The term slut is actually developed at the time and initially means something different. These things were spoken of, frankly, uh, affairs and, and, you know, orgies and stuff. By the time you get to about the 1830s, that all basically goes away. And that part of it is actually removed. And all of a sudden you see all sorts of prayers and allusions to Jesus due mainly to civic censorship, actually. And these were popular books among the lower classes that were gaining literacy at the time, the lower and middle classes mainly. Uh, Yeah, and I I think having that framework actually did produce results. Now, that's not denying that people have always engaged in immoral behavior. They always have, or humans have. There's no doubt about it. But just because some people do bad things doesn't mean you have to, well, that's just the way it's going to be, so we shouldn't really do anything about it. There's, it's on a continuum. And, and that's one of the things in life um, that's frustrating. I'm not saying sticks. I'm, I'm just talking to other people. they either real binary, one way or the other. And in real life, I, as I get older, I find is, is very much more nuanced, unfortunately. And you, you go to either extreme, and it can be bad, but it, it, you have to, it doesn't mean you have to sit in the middle either, but you, there are ways you have to look at this. For example, yeah, throughout history, we've had prostitution. We have had people engage in fornications, orgies, whatever. But if you look at this country, illegitimacy was very, very low in this country because there was a big stigma against that. It was a stigma for young girls to have sex outside of marriage. Did it happen? Of course it happened. But it didn't happen as I, I would argue, as much as it, as frequently as it does now. Now this is you have girls sometimes by the times they hit 21, they could have 50 different partners. Uh, just uh, 40, 50 years ago, that was unheard of unless you're a prostitute. It just really was. Uh, now, again, a couple people would do that. A few people would like prostitutes, but that wasn't the norm. And uh, uh, so that I think is a good structure because it has a, a real reason for that, and you can either do Christian or evolutionary, is strong families help to produce a strong civilization. And you can't have a good society unless you have good people. I don't really care what the Constitution is. I don't care your politics or anything like that. If you have bad people, whatever your structure is in the society, it's going to fail. you got to fundamentally have good people. And then when I say, well, what does good mean? Well, good, it relates to the morality. And where do you get your morality from? Again, throughout Western history, mostly Christian morality. And again, people didn't always live up to that, but that produced the morality that was taught via schools and via the church. People used to go to church frequently, and that tended to to produce good people. Now, was everyone a good person? Of course not. People engaged in all sorts of evil, but in general, it produced a stronger and healthier society. So the reasons, again, I think we have the morality is like, oh, you shouldn't sleep around with all these women, isn't because God's 
mad at you and shaking his finger at you. It's like, no, because this creates problems in the world. It creates, you, you don't have families. And if you don't have families, you're going to have children that grow up pretty wild and it's going to make a miserable society. You see this in the uh, black population. And I think this is really true. A lot of the behavior is because of a lack of fathers. If you look at black families where they have a father, and, and that does exist, it's rare, but it does exist, uh, the children tend to do much, much better, better than any affirmative action program or anything else. They tend to be more well-behaved. They tend to be more disciplined. But, you know, if you're uh, a kid that's born to this woman that's had, you know, six different kids from um, seven different fathers, <laughs> is, 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 it's not a structure that you're going to lead a good life. You're probably going to be a criminal. You're going to get into trouble. So all of these things kind of flow together. It, it, it flows from morality. It flows into civics. It flows in how do you build your society, which ends up to either what I would say good or bad people. And right now in the United States, we have lots of bad people. We have too many bad people. And if you get that so much a critical mass, there's more bad people than good people, you're not going to have a good society. And it doesn't matter what laws you pass. It doesn't matter you have my constitution. It's all irrelevant at that point because you have wicked and evil people then in charge that don't have morality. They don't care about honesty. They don't care about right or wrong. They're just cared about themselves, which isn't really a type of morality. Yeah, and those human urges are natural offshoots of biology. It's the greedy ape in people attempting to subvert what we've built as civilization. Again, though, that goes back to a failing mainly in the educational system more than anything else because we don't teach people self-control. Actually, I think in the last decade it switched, and now we teach people self-control is bad and irrational at this point. I, I think you'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, do whatever you want. I, I find it funny because sometimes people misconstrue libertarianism or classical liberalism in the Enlightenment sense as promoting that kind of behavior. Like they say, well, libertarians are responsible for all this degeneracy. But libertarians also believe in personal responsibility. That's the whole broad underpinning of it relies upon the basic premise that the individual is already controlling themselves. Ergo, they don't need so many laws, so much control and so much influence on them. It's leftoids basically doing that. Uh, but these people, I, th I actually feel sorry for them. I may joke about them and debate them and shitpost on Twitter all day, but I actually genuinely feel sorry for some of them because in many cases, not technically their own fault. You can have a person who would otherwise be reasonable, rational, intelligent, but then they went to a public school in the ghetto and, and now things are all screwed up for them. And unfortunately, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. I don't think that we even disagree on that particular point. What I would say, though, is that I would I would disagree, though, in Christianity being the only or the overarching major basis for the outgrowth of post-Enlightenment left away, I mean, uh, uh, Western civilization. I would say, actually, pagan ideals are at least just as important, especially from Greece and Rome. I would say that the great philosophers of ancient Greece, especially Athens and so forth, um, they, they were taught in schools as well alongside the Bible. Even back in the Middle Ages, they're like, well, you know, it's kind of heretical because these people didn't believe in Jesus, but, you know, they were enlightened philosophers, so it's okay to read Pro uh, Proclus. Plato and Aristotle, they're, they're okay because, you know, Jesus wasn't around yet, so they had a little bit of a workaround for it. Right, and, and I would agree with you. I, I think the ancient Greeks and the Romans, uh, it, it goes back to my thing. Now, I, I think they're... they're 
view was wrong because I'm a Christian, but they still had a basic idea and they did were very, at least on one level, religious people. They did believe in the gods and to not believe in the gods was unthinkable because that in a sense where a lot of the morality, uh, uh, came from it was part of that and then they had their philosophy and then they had standards of behavior so they had no problems like no this is our morality right or wrong no pun intended and you need to follow this is how you live your life and uh, so I think mo- almost every uh, civilization has some sort of morality because you got to control how the people uh, live so uh, I, I would agree with you there. So, but the, the question is for any society is how do you go forward? What should be your morality? What is the basis of your morality? And I, I think we're in a crisis in the United States right now because fundamentally we're having a moral issue. It's, uh, I think the politics are more of a symptom. It's more of, of how do we want to live? What should our society l- look like? How should people behave? Uh, do we want to celebrate uh, people running around pretending they're the opposite sex and being on all these poly relationships and maybe having sex with animals because why not maybe <laughs> the animal enjoys it why not there was, um, a th- there was a thread about that on 4chan last night actually oh was there i'm sure there was. <laughs> let me ask you something though ramsey paul you kind of brought up something pretty interesting though you talked about uh if the people aren't up to snuff if if you have bad people you're <laughs> never gonna have a good country basically that's kind of a, in some ways, could be a black pilling thought. Uh, you know what I mean? Is it too far gone here now? Like it doesn't. I, I don't know. It depends on how you look at it, right? But like, and he talked about you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Tex just mentioned that. Like, uh, is there a way out of the of the rot? I, I think there is because people can change, and that's the white pill. And I know people in my life, and um, I'll use his name because uh, Sasha's brought him up, Mosca. He was a guy that had a lot of issues in his life. He's, um, you know, drugs. He was an alcoholic. He was in a really bad shape, and he changed his life as an adult. So people can change their ways. They can. I think anyone can change as long as you have life in you. And it starts. What is a society? Society is just a bunch of individuals. So it's got to start with us and our families and our communities and we need to start living as good people and again that's not perfection and we, we can't you know have perfection be the enemy of good saying oh well, i can never be perfect so i shouldn't even try no no you, you got to have your ideal that you're trying for and realize you're always going to fall short but you can always change yourself so if people can change themselves and people make up the society society can change too and uh, there's always struggles and we're net we'll never Never get rid of evil and that's always going to be with us but this is our constant struggle that we live through and I, I, I think uh, that's really the purpose of life as a Christian I believe your purpose of life isn't necessarily happiness is doing uh, your duty that God has given you whatever that is and it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy it can be a struggle but you know I am I, I think the Apostle Paul, who I'm named for, he brought up the analogy, it's like being a soldier, the Roman soldier. You you have your certain duty that you have a struggle, and that's really the purpose of life. And people have a purpose in life. They tend to be very happier people. If, and Richard Nixon, I saw this old clip of him, and it was kind of funny, and it's really true. He said, if you want to see the most miserable people, go to Palm Springs or go to all these different places where you have these rich, idle people that have no purpose 
purpose in their life. They're miserable. And you have people that may not have much money, but if they have a purpose in their life and they have their family, they have friends, they have love in their life, uh, they're really, really happy people. And I, I think so, We yes, we can change our society. I'm not really black-pilled about that. Well, I like that answer there, I have to say. Thank you for saying that. Uh, the duty thing, I've heard that uh, put that way before, too, uh, from my mother, actually. Uh, it's not all about <laughs> happiness in life, necessarily. Now, that's a really, you know, that's not necessarily popular. <laughs> I don't know. It won't sell with everybody, too, though, because, like, well, sometimes you just have to, this is what you were sitting to do. Um, the, the best thing is all the articles by people who are, like, uh, they would make articles for Salon or something like that. Oh, the child for your life and how great it is. And then they're like 40 years old right, and they yeah. do an article. Why, why can't I get a date? And uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my eggs, the, the freezer that was storing my last eggs broke down. And what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, I, I look at people even like to sticks as inspiration. And I, this, I, I know it's supposed to be a debate, but uh, sticks, what is work ethic? Look at this guy. I mean, he could just kind of goof around and do nothing, but he's, he's <laughs> always putting out videos. Like, like seems like six. Well, well I used to be a shiftless liberal. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I voted for Obama in 08 because I was retarded and then I woke up. You know? Right. So if you look at him, this is a guy that's done things in his life, and I don't know much his personal details, but obviously he, he doesn't have sloth. He, he, he has a work ethic, so he does that. And this is an example people can look at of people that are successful. What do they do? Do they just hang around, watch TV, or I guess now be watched porn and do nothing? Or do they actually <laughs> do something with your life? And this gets back to morality. This is how you live a life. And again, I believe morality is just simply kind of operating instructions or instruction manual for our lives. And I'm a Christian. I believe it comes from God. And if you don't live your life in a certain way, you're going to have issues. That's what morality is. It's not trying to stop you from having fun or for having a good time is to prevent bad things from happening to you. So it's kind of like God is saying like, yeah, I want to do that shit. And then, then you do that shit. You get into trouble. Each so vegetable type kind of thing. Point it. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. All right. Now let me read these. I got a couple more. I know sticks uh, only has a certain amount of time, but uh, yeah, I've, I've got to go like in a few minutes. Actually. Right. That's why. Yeah. And I was trying to put a bow on it there. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Speaking of that, K Max McDonald says where, uh, wait, where sticks and Rams may most disagree is on things like drugs and porn. I think Rams believes these cause harms to the public. So the state must regulate it. Sticks would disagree. Quick thoughts on that. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't believe I don't believe in any regulations on either of them. I see those as completely personal, completely unenforceable, and and that's the historical truth. So, what about you? Randall? Well, I obviously agree with the restrictions on drugs. <laughs> because we see what happens to society when there aren't restrictions on that, and uh, yeah, so I, I do believe again with morality, part of it can be in the law, and that's perfectly fine. And by the way, I want to do a shout out to K Max. He's he's such he's a good awesome. uh, supporter, and he just had a birthday yesterday. So happy I didn't know it was his birthday yesterday. Wow, oh he's great actually, uh, and he really loves the blood sports. And he's actually set up a couple on Twitter by like asking people and then coming back to me. Uh, matter of fact, you two is the one. He's the one that put the idea in my head. No. <laughs> and we were look. I was looking for a topic, right? I had to be, and then it ended up actually I like this better, uh, where it was just kind of kind of had topic but not you know just a broad catch-all meta you called it earlier yeah it was very meta uh k max mcdonald says the sticks agreed to or, excuse me the sticks a agree
three, a key to a moral society is high trust. One reason we dislike so much immigration from everywhere in the world is the lowering of social trust. Both got, uh, well, you can answer that too. And then uh, he says, yeah, uh, it can, that can definitely be helpful. Uh, both guests would agree that morality allows high social trust. It's immoral to swindle or scam someone for my own gain. Uh, he said, I mean, it's more of a, yeah, standard. but it, yeah, but it's the civic punishment that actually makes it unattractive to do so. It's not the sense of morality for a lot of people. Yeah. But I, I would argue that if you have people that are good, you don't even have to have much law. And for example, the, the neighbors I now live along with up in the Hills, if there should be a blackout and there should be no police, it, it wouldn't be like all of a sudden we start killing each other and robbing each other. <laughs> Not much would really change, but here where I live, it, it'd probably be a different story. There'd probably be well, and everything. Else. it was like when I was stuck in that snowstorm on I-95 and it was hours and hours and then stuck in the woods. Now, luckily I was in a nice community and, you know, I went back there and the, there was farmers and literally it was like picturesque woman with her old woman with her dog and kids out there helping guy with a chainsaw, all this stuff. Well, it could have been a different story if it had been, Detroit, where this had happened, inner, Detroit, inner city Detroit or something. You know what I mean? Like, one thing that did pop into my mind was, man, it's a good thing all these people are nice and everybody's helping each other because <laughs> there could be a marauder out here. You know, if he wanted to, like, he could just be taking advantage of everybody. If he had a 4x4 four four and he just wanted to go rob people right now, cops weren't nowhere to be found. Uh, like, so, yeah, it could have been a different, could definitely been a different story. Uh, K-Max says, uh, this is the last one, I think, uh, says, what do the two guests think of the less version of morality? Guns, immigration, whites, hating themselves is what they call moral. Their version versus U2's version. Well, I, I obviously don't agree with the uh, immoral morality of the leftoids, no. What about you, Ramsey Paul? You got anything? Uh, yeah, uh, I agree with that. And we have someone at the door here. <laughs> thank you. That's all right, man. Uh, thank you for joining me here today. And I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, say something or just dip. Either way, uh, promote your stuff real quick. Yeah, um, actually, I'm going to promote Sticks. Join uh, Follow Sticks. He has great content, and uh, it's great to have someone like him from like the libertarian perspective that's willing to debate everyone. And it, it was kind of funny before the show. Someone on Twitter said, "Oh, I can't stand the debate. This is like some autistic guy <laughs> sticks against some kosher guy, Ramsey Paul." <laughs> kosher so, Ramsey Paul. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I. Yes, you were clearly eating matzo balls. Today. <laughs> yeah, no, what the? It's fuck? just funny though. though. <laughs> Yeah, no seriousness. Uh, follow sticks. He does a lot of great stuff, and I'm happy for his success. And um, wish him well for the coming year. Thank you, Rams. Appreciate it, man. Uh, and sticks, you go ahead too. And by the way, I love this. I thought this was great, and it was perfect length for the, for what we were talking about too. Uh, and I think it's easily digestible. Anybody can listen to that conversation and a lot of different you know offshoots in their own brain thoughts and you know readings and stuff. Anyway, go ahead, yeah. sticks. Yeah, so I'm going to shout out Ramsey Paul. So to all the clankers watching, make sure to give him a follow cross-platform. I think you're you're on several new tech sites, too, as well. I know you're on uh, BitChute. Yeah, I'm on BitChute. I'm on Odyssey. I'm on Rumble. And I'm on YouTube. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so all over the place. So, yeah, make sure to give him a follow. And thank you for being here as well. It's nice to catch up a little bit, too, after uh, the end of the my stay on Happy Homelands, too. Yeah, say hi to Elizabeth. Yeah, I will. Very good, gentlemen. I loved it. Both of you, happy new year, and I know I'll have you back. Enjoy the rest of let's the get, day. Let's get Ramsey Paul to say peace out. Peace out. <laughs> there we go. Peace out well, to you, gentlemen. Yeah, let's have Sticks say uh, talk to you guys later. <laughs> talk to you guys later.